0: Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The (sighs) Boar's Nest. in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785 Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785 Hey, guys, Bobby here. Thank you for subscribing to the Bobbycast. You know, because Dan and Shay put out their new album, I wanted to play an interview with each of these guys. I mean, even this was done way back in the day, but it's kind of each of their origin stories and the origin story with Dan and Shay as a group. Up first is Dan. You know, Dan is uh, the producer of the band. Big songwriter. Big reason, you know, he's, he's kind of making the band happen in a lot of ways. And so we talk about his pop-punk days. How they would get by being extremely broke. How they decided on a name. And a whole lot more. Here you go. This is from three years ago. This is very behind-the-scenes, old-school origin story of Dan and Shay. Episode 98 of the BobbyCast With Dan Smyers of Dan and Shay Alright, welcome to episode 98 of the Bobbycast With Dan Smyers of Dan and Shay Do you feel like, I guess a question I've always wondered is Do you feel like you've lost some of your identity Because you're always known as one of the two people? I
1: I do lose my last name a little bit It's Dan of Dan and Shay, you know what I mean? Because I never say, is that even
0: how you I've never even talked to you as Dan Smyers Is that even how you say it officially? This is the first
1: time, I like it, it's nice it is how I say it officially. You nailed it. Usually it's like Smears or Dan S. Myers or Dance Myers. I've had people be like, oh, Dance Myers, D-A-N-C-E Myers. Cool.
0: Because you were Dan when you moved down here. You weren't Dan and Shay.
1: I was. I was. I was like the really poor guy who couldn't afford to pay his rent, Dan. It was, it was rough times for a while.
0: That's got to be frustrating to be one and awesome because there are times, too, where you can lean on someone and it goes back and forth, but to be cuz you're you're a real life human like when you
1: prick you you bleed i exist i'm here i'm rocking i was late i was a few minutes late cuz oh, traffic 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 gets me it's, yeah but
0: it's ice it's traffic it's you just can't win it's tennessee where we're not used to this
1: i'm also not good at preparing either so i'll you know see it says like traffic is light 11 minutes is your time and i'll leave 11 minutes before i have to leave
0: oh that would drive me crazy if it says 11 minutes i'll leave 21 minutes really yeah and prepare that's it.
1: why you're more successful than i am <laughs>
0: That's not true. My hill, though, to get up here is just treacherous and steep.
1: I was wondering, was it bad the last it, few days? It's terrible. I couldn't.
0: I, luckily, I have a jeep and I put the jeep in four wheel drive. I've never driven anything four wheel drive in my life. Yeah. So I bought the jeep because I have this humongous hill that I live on, and I knew one day it would ice. Yep. So and, I bought the jeep all for the big build up for this last weekend, dude. And it wor- And I tried to get up in a two wheel drive first, and I thought this is the least interesting story ever. But in my heart, it feels good to tell the no, story. No, I like it. I like it because I bought this jeep for this one thing. And so I uh, I put it in two-wheel drive, and I tried to get up the hill, and it wouldn't go. I was like, okay, good, 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 good. Yep.
1: Were so you man, spinning? I pr- hard. Oh, that's brutal.
0: And then I put it in four-wheel drive and just dominated the hill, and my, my pecker got a little puffy. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Straight, like, straight to the sky. It was good, man. I loved it. And then, um, but this, so there are two sides of this hill where I live, and this side over here, I don't know which side you came up on, but there are cars that park on the side of the road, and oh, yeah. I've seen other cars fall, and just do, do, and nail cars oh, all the way ball. down. Because you can't – once you start sliding, you're done.
1: I almost saw it. I was I was working uh, on my computer in the front of the house, and we've got a window there. And there's – people were flying down our street. It is completely covered. I, it's insane. I live in East Nashville, so Gallatin is like – it looks like there was never snow. But at my house on my street, it's completely covered. I could ski down it. Some guy was cruising down, and I mean literally it was like fishtailing, like going back. I thought he was going to just wreck every car on the street, but luck, he made it out alive. But I know that guy – or, or or girl, whoever was driving that car when they pulled up, probably a guy. We're reckless drivers. Pulled up to that stop sign. and was like, Yeah, I got out of that one. That was good. Have you
0: ever been in a wreck?
1: I have. I broke my wrist in a wreck here, actually, in
0: town. You were in town.
1: In town, it was you know the turnaround down by the uh, convention center.
0: Yes, it's it's the, the round the circle. Yeah, the yeah.
1: roundabout. It was ridiculous. I was coming around the thing, and a guy just pulls out right in front of me. I it was I'd still be driving my car, I had the same car for like, you know, 15 years, the same one I moved down here with. And a guy came out T-boned me, of course, no insurance. And I tried to turn the wheel and I broke my wrist. It was
0: You turned it on reaction? I
1: turned it on reaction. Yeah, when the guy was pulling out. And it it, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. I had never on stage dropped the guitar before. I was always like the guy who strums underwhelming guitar chords on stage, but we were on an acoustic tour. We were opening up for Hunter Hayes and I was like, oh, we can't miss these shows. We're getting like $100 a night. We don't want to miss out on that money. And uh, we didn't cancel them. We, ha- we hired a guitar player, got insurance actually to cover for the guitar player to come out because otherwise, I mean, I wouldn't be able to work. So I, I was running around with a big cast on. And we're like, this is kind of cool. Like We can entertain twice the amount of people in the same amount of time if I don't have a guitar. So next is a headset mic.
0: Mm, and that, by the way, that guitar player... Also known as Eric Clapton. That, that's how I got to start. It is exactly.
1: For- <laughs> it was right before Cream, and then you know the, it all happened. Birds. It was insane. But, yeah,
0: uh, I have a tea here. So, oh, I asked the wreck question because so when you came in downstairs, my assistant is down there. She got into a wreck today. Oh no! Someone pulled out in front of her. Their side window was fully iced over, and they couldn't see. And she's driving down the road. Oh yeah. They pull out. There was no ice on the road, yep. but because the cars are cold, pulled out and. Boom! No way. Nailed each other. That's brutal. And so she,
1: she all right? I should go down and check on her. Yeah, yeah. Go down and check
0: on her. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I know we. She like, didn't have a and talk for a minute, but are you okay? Yeah, I just heard they're still recording up there. Yeah, but I just heard you had a wreck. Yeah. Now her, she has a SUV. It's completely smushed.
1: dude. That's brutal.
0: It's crazy when you see metal like that go and bend in ways that metal's not supposed to bend, yeah. and then someone just walks out of there. And both of them were okay. That's good. That's and, it, good. and also, where
1: was it? I don't know. Yeah, somewhere there are some. I'm about to throw throw our town under the bus here. There are some bad drivers in Nashville.
0: There are bad drivers everywhere. It's
1: true, but here is like especially worse. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's a combination of the the southern pace. And then a lot of transplants, the like, southern pace, like crazy people like me who come in from Pennsylvania and are like, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Let's like let's pass this guy, or let's turn before the light you know changes." And uh,
0: that's funny, the southern pace. Maybe that's, that's just the title. pace that I live my driving life because I've only ever I went to Arkansas to Austin, which isn't really the South, but it's still in the southern part of the right. United States. It's to, true to Nashville. Maybe I only know the southern pace because I've only lived in the South.
1: I I, do, I am a slow driver, though. I, I'm. I've knock on wood. I'm going to get a ticket on the way home. I've never gotten a ticket in my entire life. I've gotten...
0: You've never got a ticket?
1: My my parents or somebody must be friends with the, the police or something because I've gotten pulled over like, I don't know, five or six times. Sir, we're going to let you off with a warning. I'm always like super polite to them whenever they pull me over, but... Somebody out there listening is a, a police officer. and They're like, "We're going to get this guy's first ticket today. They're going to be looking for me." Yeah,
0: I feel like calling one in on you on the way out. Like, yeah. Call me in. Uh, I had a little to drink at the house. I was, maybe <laughs> maybe want che- to check this guy him out.
1: Passion fruit Lacroix. He's just like that, crazy. that's what he's drinking.
0: I was like, "Hey, you want a water? You'll definitely want a water." We're going to go talk for now. He's like, yeah, "I got a Lacroix." B
1: Y O W, dude. Good. B-Y-O-W. So, so I'm good. B Y O W.
0: So I'm I guess I'm interested in a lot of the stuff that was you before Dan and Shay, and I want to get to a lot of this, especially now. And people will listen to this for years because with podcasts you kind of have to look through and pick things you like totally um and i think people will like to see your name and listen to this so i want to get to are
1: we going to list it as dan of dan and shay or dan Smyers? Dan, dan of dan and cool shay. it'll get more hits
0: i'll listen however you want we can listen as mr <laughs> Smyers and that's it Dang, that's yeah i like that That would, mr Smyers though cameo from my dad of, of Pennsylvania. yes so but when you move to town obviously and, and people may not know the story and you've told it on the air before but i'll have you retell it again just briefly but you met Shay while
1: here. I did. But you moved here to do what? I moved here to be a songwriter and producer. I moved here from Pennsylvania and uh, you know I grew up listening to all kinds of music. I love country music and I couldn't afford LA or New York even if I wanted to move there. So I was like Nashville when I moved here was 2010. It was still affordable. Now it's getting a little out of hand. But uh, for anybody from LA or New York listening they're like Nashville is it's so cheap to live there. What that's what everybody about?
0: says. You that's so cheap. Yeah. And everybody's so nice. Yep. But you moved here in 2010 to be a producer and a writer, huh? Yeah, I
1: moved here with my buddy. We were kind of we had actually like never really hung out in person. This is kind of like this blind dating, let's move to Nashville together thing. He's like still one of my best friends. Was in my wedding. Uh has a couple cuts that are going to be on our upcoming album and uh he's he's killing it now, but it it wasn't like that for a while.
0: Who who is it? His name's Andy
1: Albert. He would be an interesting guy to talk to as well. Like he's crushing it as a songwriter he's written a few hits uh he wrote she's got away with words for Blake Shelton which was one of my favorite songs Blake's put out um I think it ruffled a few feathers when he put that song it did
0: and not to sidetrack but that was the only one of Blake's songs to not go number one it was the first one of like after 13 in a row because some people were irritated at the song
1: yeah he was bummed there were a few lyrics in there that were edgy but it's cool I mean Blake Shelton's that guy he can put out edgy lyrics like that and I was so happy for him we had been like really struggling so we moved here uh we we had a mutual friend who his name is Rohan Coley. He's now he's actually uh, his his wife's in labor like right now. He's oh, having yeah? his kid first kid. Yeah. And we're sitting, like, trying to pick what songs we're going to record next week. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. But uh, he put us together. He was like, you guys are both trying to do the same thing. You, you and should. this
0: dude in Pennsylvania. Are you and this dude? Where was where he? He was
1: from Georgia. Okay. Yeah, he's from outside of Atlanta. Oh, you guys
0: didn't move together. You just got here at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll meet
0: you in Nashville. Exactly.
1: So we, we connected on, you know, AIM was still a thing, you know. We had our screen names. I don't know what mine was, like, Brandon Boyd2309, because I oh, like thank Incubus. you, yeah. yeah, 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 huge fan. And uh, he's over here laughing, making fun of me. But, uh, you know, we we kind of connected on the internet. We were like, let's send some demos back and forth. And we were like, this could work. And we moved to Nashville, found this house on Craigslist. I mean, literally this place was a disaster. There was no heat, no AC. If there was, we couldn't afford to pay for it. So we didn't even turn it on in the summer. It'd be like people, everybody's like, you're a liar. You're exaggerating. But anybody who had been to that house was like, no, this is, it was a a pretty bad place. 90 degrees in the summer and 46 in the winter. So we were struggling to get by and we were just doing anything we could. Like, we would go, I've got a few funny stories, but we would go and uh, do like taste testings and like research groups. Do you know what those things are? Yeah. Like where here's $20, you try on like 10 Hanes t-shirts and get up in front of the crowd and tell your thoughts. So we would do that. Or luckily like well, some you of them, were doing
0: that? Oh yeah. That's how you guys were making money?
1: Honestly, I'm still on those email lists and I'm like, <laughs> if, if it's like $30 to go try some pizza, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. How would you get on the list? So you would go to the place. It was called Nashville... Uh, 2020 research and it was like uh, off of Rosa Parks so anybody out there like struggling to make some money struggling to get by that's where you go and you get on these lists you do one trying to think we did one where we taste tested uh, hard cider which was pretty cool
0: and they pay you because they want your feedback to either improve the product or improve how they're marketing the product
1: yeah exactly so we would do pizzas I mean you know we would know that it was Domino's pizza but they would say here's random pizza company so and so give your thoughts on this and I would literally take boxes of pizza home (laughs) It was insane. Another ridiculous... Were you that broke? Oh, dude, I can go on for hours. This is this is crazy. So there's a Hampton Inn across from Vanderbilt. You know that Hampton Inn, like, uh, I don't know what's... There's like a Qdoba off of 21st over there. Regardless, there's a hotel and there's a back parking lot. I would go every single morning, because I couldn't afford to eat anything. I would go in the back parking lot. I would intentionally wear sweatpants and like dress like I was actually staying at this hotel, wait for somebody to walk out of the back door to the parking lot, sneak in like hang in the bathroom for a second then walk in and eat continental breakfast every single morning wow I, I had this whole plan in my head too people were like aren't you afraid you're gonna get caught if like the maids or somebody you know is like hey we we've saw you the last six days I was going to be like, you know what? I'm in from out of town. I'm a guitar tech for Zach Brown Band, and our tour manager <laughs> you had
0: the backstory. On oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I, our tour manager is not here yet. He told us, you know, when we arrive off the flight, just to go and grab a little breakfast, and he's going to come check us in. <laughs> and luckily, it never happened. Everybody was so sweet. They're like, "Hey, good to see you again." You know, the extended stay at the Hampton Inn. Wow. And I would take like little boxes of Rice Krispie treats, you know, back to the house and survive all day off that. So it was was rough we also made fake coupons i'm rambling right now it's, it's ridiculous i'm interested
0: but. in this though so you and him both moved to town were you, you both broke
1: oh yeah it and was so really you're,
0: but what are you doing to make money or not even make money what are you doing to to make a progress creatively
1: uh we, we both you know came here with probably like a couple hundred bucks in our pockets like nothing crazy but you know to pay whatever rent we could for the first month i mean literally our rent was like hundred or 150 bucks, nothing, nothing insane. And I was producing demos. I, you know, was doing logic then I hadn't even like, I couldn't afford pro tools. I got a cracked version of logic, which is, you know, an illegal download. And I was just rocking on there. Didn't really know what I was doing, but you know, writers and stuff would come to town or artists and I'd produce a demo for them. literally like $30 a song. and I was spending like, you know, the same amount of time I spend making our records now, like weeks at a time doing songs. And walk away with 30 bucks but hey you do three or four of those and you're paying your rent that month so
0: did anyone back then did you work with anyone that has done anything as far as made a name for themselves in any capacity
1: i'm trying to think i mean i i knew cassidy pope cassidy pope and i kind of came from the same world we had done like you know rock and pop kind of music in the past and um we had a lot of mutual friends so we like wrote some songs together and did demos and Cassidy's is so still y- a good friend
0: you knew her before the voice
1: you knew her from when she oh, was yeah. hey monday yep Warp Tour days yeah, we had a lot of mutual friends and uh, wrote some songs. I got to dig back on the old hard drive and, and see what I could can bring up. I mean,
0: you know who else played Warped Tour was Brandon Ray. Did he really? He, yeah, he has He's the got gr- the energy for it. He has the greatest stories about going out and passing out flyers and just tra- and he would play at the
1: eleven a.m. Dude, I I've got Warped Tour stories, so I would go out. But who were you playing thing? with then? I had a band in high school called Transition, and it was like a pop punk kind of. I don't know, just crazy. we Were you the lead singer? I was. I was. And I would, I had like long emo hair and did the whole thing. I had
0: no idea. This is. Oh, dude, I'm going to send you some pictures tonight. did you know this, Mike? You knew his pop punk stuff? Have you heard. Oh, I have some here. How about this? Here you go. This is uh, from
1: Transition called oh, no. Excusable. Oh, no. You, you got pulled up. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I got that one.
0: Hear every word we've said. Take time. Yeah, dude. The voice. That's that voice it's, I am so sad today then you My end. mama threw
1: my magazine away and It's so urgent too It's like right now You gotta end everything With a right now Look at this You guys were the real deal I was like 15 years old When we were this. Have
0: you ever heard of them Mike?
1: Come on show that tattoo You got the tattoo You got my signature tattooed On your arm
0: That's so funny How about this one? Were you in a band called Bonaventure? What's What's this one? Yeah, right.
1: that Bonaventure was the band that my buddy Andy and I, who I moved here with at the same time, started. Yeah. And we we were trying to like. Did you started here? We, yeah, we started it here at, at that house in Nashville. And we uh, let me hear this one. Are you singing in this one? I'm not. I'm it, singing harmonies. So okay, I'm, so he's singing
0: this one. You're he singing is,
1: harmonies. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, Bonaventure. I,
0: I think you're a better singer. Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy your punk pop voice. Dude, I, that, that's a that's a great pop punk voice. I've
1: got some great pop punk ideas floating around. We've got like a lot of buddies who used to be in that scene, like uh our buddy Paul Di Giovanni, he played guitar in a band called Boys Like Girls. He, he did? wrote our, he wrote our last number one song, How Wait Not a to. minute. So I mean we're going there right now. I see Paul on Twitter all the time. Yeah, at Paul B-L-G. I did not know
0: that he was the guitar player for Boys Like Girls.
1: Yeah, the tall handsome guy. That's him. Huh. My mind's blown a he, bit. He he wrote How Not To. Our latest number one song, huh? Yeah.
0: He wrote. Did he write that with Adam? Hammer? He did. Yeah. That's Paul, that's crazy to me. He was in that band.
1: He's dude. He's like the sickest. They call him Track Guys, you know. And he's doing. He's producing Jordan Davis. He's got that singles you up song on the radio right now. And I don't know. I mean, he's honestly getting calls from guys left and right, like Keith Urban or whoever is like, hey, we need. You to come and make this awesome, and he's just crushing it. Did you know Simple Plan? Heck yeah, dude! <laughs> dude, they were awesome Simple Plan, to me. They, their music holds up. Those, <laughs> they were ahead of their time.
0: They and they were Canadian, I believe. Yeah, they were a Canadian pop. I used to play them. They used to play all of our radio shows back when I was, you know. And they're still 40. doing
1: radio shows. I think uh, maybe. Do you remember Bowling for Soup? Heck yeah! Oh, we were talking about them the other day. I I said uh I pulled up on Spotify. It was Bowling for Soup. I was like, this is the coolest idea, and they recorded Stacy's mom. And the album cover for the single was because everyone, because everyone Thought We Sang This Song We Actually Sang This Song So they did Stacy's Mom did That's funny
0: that. I remember Jared Well The lead singer of Bowling Pursuit Yeah Because he was from near Dallas mm-hmm. So I knew him But 1985 was their big song you Remember 1985?
1: It was Do you know who that song was written by? It was written by this guy Mitch Allen Who also came from uh, the pop punk world He was in a band called sr 71 and he's written, like, he wrote One to Want Me for Jason Derulo. He wrote, like, a bunch of hits for Demi Lovato. It's crazy. Look at
0: that. Yeah, here's 1985 from Bowling Pursuit. This was a, for a pop punk song, it became a pretty big pop song. Yeah. This was their biggest song. How about, how about you? You sound good as a, as a punk singer. I've never heard you do straight-ahead vocals. You're yeah. all, when I hear you, you're doing
1: harmonies for Shay most of the time. Yeah, I like being the background guy now. You it's do little, though. I like, yeah, being the Dan of Dan and Shay, it's a little less pressure.
0: But your name's first though too. So people, just, that's another thing I want to talk about that I just like. How do you decide who goes first, Dan or Shay? Is it a coin flip? Is there a fight with, with that order
1: of importance?
0: Yeah, know. that's a right. height.
1: You know, there's a lot of other things. You know, but how did that? Really- I, I don't know how that happened. Actually, it was we were when Shay and I met. Uh, that's like a lot later in the in the saga there. The, I guess the tragic tale of Dan Smyers in Nashville. But uh, whenever we would walk into publishing companies, because we were just trying to get a publishing deal, we were—what
0: you mean? Just wanted to get paid to write songs?
1: Yeah, yeah. We were like, we just want to write songs for Rascal Flatts or whoever. And we would walk in, and they'd be like, oh, Dan and Shay's here again, Dan and Shay. And then when we became a band, we were searching for band names, and we we had some band names floating around for sure.
0: Let me read this because I want to. I want to get back to that. We uh, do this because LifeLock is an uh, awesome sponsor of the
1: show. Researcher.
0: Do you? Because I have a. Um, I'm gonna put it in. It's, I have a new VPN, uh, like a modem. Yeah. Do you protect your internet and stuff? I need to. I so see. That, that's a no. I, look, I don't. You should. I don't. You should listen to this. Okay, I'm listening. Mike and I just had a conversation before down because I'm putting a new one in. Because people, I read a story. This is not part of the commercial. I read a story where people are going to hotels and they're sitting in parking lots and people on open networks because a lot of hotels have open networks. Yeah. So. You pay the money, or you you put them in the code, and all of a sudden you're on the open internet, sure. and they can use this little hacking machine, and everything that you see they see. So when you're good. typing stuff; they can still pass all the stuff. That's why I don't like. Let me talk about LifeLock real quick. Yeah, yeah. That's, so I have LifeLock. One of four people have experienced identity theft. If you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways that you can't detect. Thieves will sell your information too, and then all of a sudden they have. Uh, your info, you can get on the dark web. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to get on the dark web someday and see what they have up there. I mean, I shouldn't. I know. But the dark web I seems know. pretty Have you been, been on the dark legit. web? No, no. I,
1: I'm curious about it. Me too. We it should, it like, seems like an old
0: web. Yahoo chat room, but everything bad sold there. Yeah. That's Basically what it seems what like it to me. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. I literally have LifeLock and I've had it way before they became a partner on the show or the podcast. If there's a problem, a US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Nobody can identify all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But you can join now and get 10% off by using the promo code BONES, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. The promo code's BONES. BONES to save 10%. And uh, I use it. I love it. It's, it's helped me. Once I had a guy. This is not the commercial, but somebody tried to open a bank account, my name. Really? Oh, I have my identity. I attempted to be stolen at least 10 times.
1: Dude, we had a situation happen to us. This is back to... Could transition back to the, uh, the house we were living in, Andy and I we found this painting online. It was, uh, I don't know, maybe like $20 or something like that. A big, we were trying to make our decrepit old house look a little better. We found this painting and this thing was massive. I mean, it was like six feet long, like eight feet high it was a big old canvas painting. And we're like, you know what? We should like lie about this on Craigslist and put it up and be like, this is like a famous, like painting. It's worth, you know, 1500 bucks or something like that and see if anybody bites we put it up on Craigslist. I kid you not. Within like an hour, somebody hits back and is like, we want the painting. Like, can we email you? And we're like, oh my gosh, this is huge. This is massive. And they hit us back and they're like, but we want to pay you 1600 We want to pay you more than what we asked for. But it was like one of those situations where they try to scam you. you got to like send a check so they can cash it and do the whole thing. Or no, no, they, they would so they were it. trying to scam the scammer. They were trying to scam the scammer. Oh dude, I, I've been scammed for years. Still am. Dude, did you get any money out of it? So we, they sent us a check and it was for like, I don't know, 17. It was, it was more than what we asked for. It was a lot like in the thousands. And, uh, we took it to it. We didn't want to take it to our own bank. Cause we were like, this could be like, we should try to get the cash quick. Even if we have to pay like a low commission, we took it to advanced financial, like one of those check cashing places on Nolensville Road. Nolansville and, you know, it's like a glass window and you slip it through like you're paying at a gas station. And, uh, they look at the check and they looked at us and they're like, uh, we're going to have to call the police. This is a fraudulent check. And we're like, no, 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 Like seriously, we, we don't know what's happening. Like we just try to sell painting on Craigslist and this guy like, <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, you need to get out of here immediately because this is a fraud. I guess this person had done it before. And, uh, we sprinted out of there. So you lost $20 anymore. painting no we got the painting we never sent the painting oh you never sent the painting no the, the whole issue i don't know how the this scam worked we figured it out one time but it was uh yeah it was we didn't we well
0: that's didn't what you deserved way. you were trying to cheat and that's true it's it a
1: good painting though it, it looks pretty good you still have it he he still has it honestly still has it it's funny so you and him move into this house moving in this house
0: you're both yeah. what's he doing you're out cutting demos for artists what's, yeah what's he doing
1: kind of the same thing you know he he was writing and just like scraping by on what he could were you uh, helping
0: each other were you supportive of each other or were you just two guys living together
1: no we were we were working together we were writing songs together and you know putting we started putting the bonaventure band together while we were down there and we were like you know we had a little bit of stuff going on We, we had connections i guess from what we had done in the past and who we knew uh before we moved to nashville and we like we saved up our money or i don't know how we did it or like borrowed my dad's airline points and uh, flew to New York one time and showcased for Mercury Records, this guy David Massey. You and him did? Yeah. As Bonaventure? As Bonaventure. Wow. So we were like, we didn't know whether we, we, we were obviously writing country songs, but we were just telling people whatever they wanted to hear. So this pop label like was like, yeah, come in and play for the president. I mean, this guy signed like massive acts and we go up there. I have a banjo, five string banjo and he had an acoustic guitar. This was before like the resurgence of the banjo and pop music happened like Mumford and Sons and Imagine Dragons put a mandolin in their pop track. This was like before that became cool. And I walk into this New York office, Mercury Records, and it's the two of us singing country songs. And they're like, so you guys want to sign to this pop label, huh? And we're we're like, yeah, we'll do anything you want. Like, Have you ever thought about being a country act? And we're like, no, no, absolutely. We just started telling them what they wanted to hear, what we thought they wanted to hear. And they're like cool, uh, Yeah, we'll be in touch and we went back to Nashville and nothing ever came of it. So,
0: Did you guys break up the idea of Bonaventure after they didn't work?
1: It, it was kind of, not immediately there. We were kind of just fizzling out like focusing a little more on the writing thing. We I mean, we'd been here for like four or five years before Shay and I met. And, uh,
0: what was the big, I wouldn't even say break, but what was the, the pop for you where you go, okay, I can at least relax a bit on rent.
1: So when I signed my publishing deal to Warner Chapel, I had $63 in my account. Like, cold 63 that I, I know that number for a fact and i mean my rent that month was like 150 so i was i hadn't figured it out yet what i was going to do but it was pretty nice while we were like you know negotiating deals and with a record label and a publishing company we would we would there's this guy alex heddle he runs he's at big machine publishing he still like gives me a hard time because he was like we wanted to sign you guys and you just like led us on and we went out to soul shine and spent like fifteen hundred dollars at the bar and like i'm like no we did We we went out one time and got a pizza and a beer but we always <laughs> give each other a hard time about it so it, whenever you're doing that if you're an artist out there and like you're, you're being courted by labels if they want to buy you a car or if they want to buy you you just take it
0: you, you know, know it's funny how i knew you guys first was not as friends who were trying to be artists well, i don't think we
1: had a deal at that point you didn't have a no. deal
0: no but that's Nada I was like, I have these friends we were doing karaoke yeah. and I was like, Dan and Shay, she was like, it's Dan and Shay. And I was like, okay. We, we had demos on yeah, SoundCloud. Th- yeah. I was like, okay, cool. It, it, the artist thing wasn't a thing. It was just not as friends.
1: Not as friends who like drank other people's beer and partied <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it was, it was crazy. I knew not a way back. I met her. Uh, she was working. I think she was working for a pop station or doing...
0: She was for The River. Yes, yeah. for The River. Mm-hmm.
1: And Boys Like Girls, who I I know, and I have go way back with those guys, they were still doing the band, and they came and played a show, a Christmas show. And I met Nada there. She was, like, doing promo for the station, and they did an acoustic radio show, and I was hanging with Paul and Martin from Boys Like Girls. And I met Nada, and we became friends, and she'd been to that terrible house. She knows all about it.
0: That's funny. I just think back, because all these memories are hitting now, because that's right when I moved to town. Yep. Is it right about the time you guys went on with Warner right, and right became right. a thing. But again, you weren't Dan and Shay. You were Dan and Shay. These
1: yeah, two dudes who two were her guys. friends. Still looking for a band name. Yeah, but that's crazy. We were honestly under SoundCloud. I don't know. I hope it's private because somebody's going to go out there and find it. We were on SoundCloud as Ragtop Red. That was our name. We were like big Tim McGraw fans and we're like, whoa, he has Red Ragtop. What if we like flip
0: it? Ragtop Red. There have been much strange. dumber names.
1: There is one. We were in Austin, Texas. We did South by Southwest. And uh, we were down there. It was, I don't remember exactly the timing of this. No, this was the first. We'd done South by Southwest twice. The second time Justin Bieber came out on stage with us. It was a whole I remember that. I remember that the was a whole time. thing. Yeah. That was crazy. The first time we did it, there's a picture of it. There was only, we played a showcase. And like Shay's lawyer at the time, this guy, Jim Zumwalt, the man, great guy, uh, he was like, come down and do this showcase and we can hang out. And we were like, this is awesome, you know? We went down, and there was literally three people in the crowd. My lawyer, Jonathan, he's the man, Jim Zumwalt, and Paul D. Giovanni. The guy, Boys Like Girls, keeps coming up in this situation. I don't know why he was there. I think he was just, I think the band was on a break or something at that point, and he was just hanging out. He was literally standing in the crowd. And there's, we watched this the other night. We were uh, cutting together videos for Tequila and my buddy Pete Tracy, who does like all our content, he found a video that somebody had taken and it was showed us like rocking on stage I'm wearing like a Boston Red Sox hat and we're dancing around like we got something going on and he zooms out literally no one in the crowd it was so embarrassing but uh what was your name so we we go to PF Chang's after we that little showcase and Zami's like you guys are poised to be the next big stars like whatever we need to come up with a name so he's got his little iPad we're sitting at a round table in the corner PF Chang's in Austin and he's like I got it and we're sitting there like, oh, he might have it. This is awesome. Let's hear him out. He's like, not showing us. He's like, got a big surprise, and he's typing it out on this little iPad, and he flips it around. And his big pitch to us was that the name should be Schools Out.
0: Oh, you told me this. Schools, School's out. out. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if we ever get
1: big like Dirks Bentley or something and can do the, you know, little yeah. secret show, the it's hot like, country night, Schools Dirk- Out, live at 3rd and Lindsley, you know.
0: That's funny. Yeah. I remember that. Man, it's so funny because I think of you guys. As part of my memory When I first got to town Because you guys were being a thing Right when I Whatever I was being And whatever I am I started to be a thing Right when you guys Were being a thing At the same time And people hated
1: all of us All of us Because we were ruining Country music And
0: still are By oh, yeah, the way yeah, yeah. We're still ruining Country music yeah. It's a very vocal
1: minority It's it's insane it's, it's I've never seen Anything like it
0: I was talking to Someone that I do business With the other day And he was, we were talking about The people that Listen to country music Sure and I said, you can't pay attention to the people that talk to you about it. Right. Because the people that are satisfied and love it. They're quiet. They quiet they just love it and they yes. consume what they like of it. True. Sure. They don't complain about what they don't. They just go to what they like. Yep. The people that are the ones going, This sucks, that ain't country. They're out there. Yeah. But they're the loudest and they're a very select minority group. They're aggressive too, man.
1: They're mean. Yeah, they're mean a- every once in a while when I want to like get into it on Twitter I shouldn't do this. I'll like search Dan plus Shay, not country. You know, and, and there's some like really vulgar stuff in there, like really aggressive. It's like, if you don't want to listen to our music, just don't listen Nobody's to it. Nobody's
0: forcing anyone to no, do anything with just, anything
1: creative. Yeah. Period. It's crazy.
0: It, and at this point in my career, I've always been hated because, yeah. again, by a vocal minority, because when I was doing pop, I was too country. Sure. When I do country, I'm too pop. When I was doing alternative, I had too much of a southern accent. When I was doing sports, I'd never been a professional athlete.
1: Right. You just can't win.
0: I've never fit anywhere, but it's thickened my skin so much. But it's also made me more like the people that actually consume. Totally. And that's been what was, to me, the hardest thing and the biggest obstacle was, oh, I'm never fitting. I actually fit exactly with the people that are consuming it. They just don't scream.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's interesting you say that. Do you ever, like, are you impacted more by the haters than, like, there'll be, I talk to Thomas Rhett about this all the time, and his dad always was like, Thomas, he gets so bent out of shape about the people on Twitter. Thomas Rhett, and he, he'll he hit people back. I see it on his, he has so many followers on Instagram. He's got millions and millions of people saying, Thomas, you're the greatest artist I've ever heard. I, I like, have your lyrics tattooed on myself. And then one guy comes on there and is like why are you wearing those jeans? You look like whatever, you know, and your music's not country. He'll reply to him, and he'll hit him back. And like, but you just scroll past the, I love your song. I love your song. You guys are yeah. amazing. The show is amazing. tonight. Like, then there's one hater out there. It's like nice haircuts, whatever. And it's like, oh, I'm going to get that guy. I'm going to get that guy. I, you know, I was
0: talking to Kip Moore about this and Kip Moore and I had the same management.
1: Yep. And we were
0: sitting in a, in a room and he was talking about how at times he can be upset by people not enjoying the show. He can say, "There, let's say ninety nine percent of the people I are just Kim. rocking out." And Kip's intense. And you talk about somebody yeah. who loves his art. Yep, that's Kip. like, man, I have everybody going, but the one person I' <laughs> fo- like <laughs> One person I focus on is the guy who's just looking at the ground, and I'm like, how do I win him over? And I can't win him over. He'll call him out too. And he says, "Well, what do you do?" I said, "Well, when I do stand up, well, I also I like to read about really good famous people." Sure, I'm a B minus comic. I'm funny if you want to come to a show, but I'm nothing like this. I'm nothing like the people that are really good. Like it's their profession. I'm a really good radio host. Yeah, I'm an okay comic, but Steve Martin is one of my heroes. Yep. And before I was born in the '80s, so I didn't really get to experience Steve Martin as when he was new and was groundbreaking. Sure. Yep. But he would say, "Watch the top of their heads, don't watch their faces," because everybody experiences joy differently. Totally and you're, you're projecting how you experience joy on them yeah. and if they're not experiencing joy how you experience joy you think oh they're not enjoying it Yeah. so we had that conversation and then we talked about why we get affected so much by when someone says something bad about us right. and I try to go you know what I'm better than that and I don't let it get to me Yep. but it's so hard I keep myself the same reason I don't keep sweets in my refrigerator yep. I don't go to Facebook Yeah. I, the show Facebook because it's people that a lot of people that are just angry like right. I can't it it drives me so crazy, I just know that's my weakness, yeah, and it hurts my feelings and i'm I'm a sensitive artist,
1: it's tough, dude, we all are, we all are, and I, I, honestly, we played a show with Kip Moore. I hope Kip doesn't hear this because he'll kill me, you know, he wants to put off the tough guy. he's a sensitive guy, he's like in touch with his feelings and his emotions. I mean, you could hear it in his music, he's an incredible songwriter. We played this uh thing called the Pepsi Golf Coast Jam, I believe hey, whoever hears this is not going to ever book us there again, but uh, it was it was an interesting show it was like I blame the fact that it was insanely hot it was like hundred and ten degrees outside it was in Florida and uh Kip had just gotten off stage and we were on the bus he's like pounding on our bus door. he's like boys let me come up there and hang out and he's like he was so bummed about there was like the crowd was we saw his show people were throwing beach balls around and like they were for the most part having a good time but it was hot and it was late in the day you know it's probably seven thirty or eight at night and they were like a couple guys down in the front row or in the pit who were probably drunk or hungover, and they were giving him a hard time. And he was like, "I've had it. I'm done with this. Like, I'm never playing." We're like, oh, "It's all right." We we talked it out. It, but he was emotional about it. And yeah, he's a passionate guy. That's awesome, though. His his true fans like can feel that he bleeds for his art, and it's like that's why diehard he has diehard fans, and he's
0: diehard. And I, kept and I got into a huge blow up one time because I go. Well, I'm commentating on what's happening, right. good or bad. I've at one point made friends and enemies at the same time of every single artist, just about. Sure. Because where I've said I've really enjoyed them, I've also said things I don't like about them. Yeah, yeah. Just because if I say enough things, eventually they're all not going to be great. Of course. So, And I can't worry about that. And at times it makes it awkward in town. But then again, it comes back around, and we're cool, and then we're yeah, not yeah. cool again. Yeah. But with Kip one time, I said, Kip, you got to relax on the cell phones. This is me talking over the air stop yelling at people with their cell phones everybody uses their phones now did you hear the
1: selfie song or whatever it was? yes yeah, I, yeah.
0: but he got so pissed at me and we ended up three months later after we just wouldn't refuse to talk to each other mm-hmm. going to breakfast right after, yep. for like three hours we just talked it out yeah that's awesome and there was an understanding that we're both super sensitive in different ways totally and we're not on the same exact wavelength but we're absolutely on the same highway for sure
1: and since that.
0: then it's been fantastic
1: that's awesome he is he'll shoot you straight, and like I'll still make fun of guys. him if yeah. I need to. Yeah.
0: he sent me a video. I went to Hawaii I don't know how to you know oh, I know I, you went to and Hawaii. I told you this I, I don't know how to <laughs> surf, I don't know how to do any of the water stuff yeah. I never, never grew up around wavy water. I only grew up around lake water right so I get up, I'm get supposed to be a paddle stand up paddle boarding and you take that strap and you put it on your ankle, but I put it on my wrist because yeah. I'm an idiot. And I thought you supposed to put it on your wrist yeah. And so I talk about the story. I actually talked about it with you guys when you came on the show and Kip heard that segment and he sends me a video of just him over and over strapping a thing to his leg. That's all oh, the video no was way. was him strapping himself to a board over and over. But That's incredible. Yeah, he's, Kip's a passionate dude and I, I like Kip. Yeah, I like him too. He yeah. is a good guy. This festival and concert season will be all about the Boots. yeah. yeah. Decovis.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at audible.com slash Boar's nest. uh okay well let's get back to this this podcast has gotten so big and we never expected it
1: it's amazing dude it's killing it
0: I, I guess but look at this equipment this is equipment that I just bought and might put it together this is not even a real studio it works and now man. we have 2 million subscribers
1: That's, a, that's unreal that's
0: it's awesome, a, it's absolutely insane it's cool okay so here we are and by the way I've tried to get you in for months and either you could do it and I couldn't or I could do it and you couldn't and we're finally we got it
1: we're here we're hanging I like it thanks for having me man um Sorry, my story is so ridiculous. No, no, it's all over the place.
0: I didn't know some of this, and a lot of times I know everything.
1: Dude, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep giving lessons to like all the struggling artists out there who are trying to get by. So we had like uh, Microsoft Paint on our computers, yeah. or like some, some iteration of it, and we would make we're scammers. We made like fake coupons, or we would find a coupon that was expired, and we would change the date, and then we would go to CC's Pizza. You know, CC's amazing so good oh
0: cc's was like 2.99 buffet oh it
1: was 4.99 which was out of our price range so what we did is we made it like buy one get one free cc's because when you're in like the 250 range it's like it's okay not only did we do that we would go it was, the cc's by our house would close at 9 p.m we'd go at 8 40 and we would order two pizzas like custom we'd like a mac and cheese and buffalo chicken or something like that pizzas right off the front and they'd be like cool and they'd make them up and then we'd be sitting in there and then they'd be like uh, gentlemen, uh, we're, we're about to close the store and we'd be like, what are all those pizzas up on the thing? Are you guys throwing those away? And they'd be like, yeah, we have to take them to the dumpster. And we're like, if we meet you out back, could we uh, take the leftover pizzas? And this, I mean, the people working in CC's were like, sure, we don't care. Sure enough, we'd walk around the back of the place with the two custom pizzas that we had just had made. And then we would get the, like, the pizzas they were throwing away. And we would literally eat off this pizza for like six weeks at a time. And as it became not really edible anymore we would put it on the grill out back it was dark times that's fun what so what did your parents do uh my dad's a chemical engineer he was he's retired now he coaches uh middle school soccer now really yeah yeah so was he he a soccer player he was he played in college and were you an athlete you're built like an athlete yeah yeah yeah. i uh you don't
0: mind me noticing you're built like an athlete thanks man
1: (laughs) yeah maybe that speedo i wore in here was a bad choice uh yeah, so I played football for a year in college. I went. That's like the weird thing about what I'm doing because I graduated from college from a great school. I graduated from Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, which is...
0: I'm playing that theater.
1: Carnegie Theater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Pittsburgh. It's beautiful.
0: Oh, That's crazy. I've never, I saw
1: Colby Calais play there one time. And Jimmy I, E. World in the pop punk days. It was killer. I, I loved Colby Calais. So good.
0: She came through. We went to lunch one time. I don't think it was a date.
1: Could have been a date. It could have been a
0: date though. Yeah. But she played and Amy would know the real story because she's ah, it doesn't matter. It's that's for a different day.
1: Yeah. I need to hear the story though. Yeah, if I need anything, I need to make sure on. it's right though before okay. I say okay. it. I
0: need to I need to get You know how it's been so long you want to talk to the For people sure. that were also experiencing it with you to make sure it didn't turn into some fantasy in my head. Yeah, yeah.
1: So all these stories are now that we're talking all these like crazy stories I have when I moved here coming back. I got another good one on deck here in a few minutes.
0: Whenever you oh you played football in high school. What would you play what position did you play? I played running back.
1: So I actually was touring through high school. So I and then I I played all growing up and then like the band the transition band started Sort of happened in a little bit. We were touring on weekends, and then my parents, like, they hated me. We had kind of a a weird falling out when I was in high school because they were like, you're so good at sports, you should play sports. And I was like, screw you, Mom and Dad. I'm playing music. Like, I'm going to, like, drop out of high school and go on the Warp Tour, which I wasn't even invited on the Warp Tour. We would show up, and we would build the stages. There was, like, the Kevin Says Stage. Kevin Lyman, who ran the Warp Tour, had this thing called Kevin Says Stage, and it would just be new and upcoming artists get up at six in the morning every day you know be putting like truss and pipes and all that stuff together and build the stage and like two of the acts would get to play so there would be days we'd build the whole stage break the stage down and not even get to play we were
0: wow it's like an open mic here in Nashville where yeah, you show up and but maybe you get on maybe you don't but you
1: had to drive the van from city to city so but a lot of people did that you know and, like you're
0: also young at the time
1: and I was like this is awesome yes
0: man. that's how I feel when I was 17 18 19 doing yeah. radio going to school full time taking 20 hours Broke as a joke. Yeah, it was. I think the happiest time of my life. Totally, much happier than I am now because I've I've now put all these problems into my head that really don't, For sure. don't matter.
1: And money's like a, a thing now. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's the reality of what we do. I mean, I wish I could just like write a million songs and just chill, but like we have to go out and play shows and you know travel through the night or take red eye flights to play shows, like because we have bills to pay and we have to. Pay our band, and we have to. You know what I mean? There's and like it's a not lot.
0: even hard compared to what normal people like. My right. stepdad worked at the sawmill. Yeah, every day, hated it. That like, was hard work. Absolutely. What we do is not hard work.
1: No, it's not. It's we really spend not. a
0: lot of time creatively competing against other people.
1: It's exhausting sometimes.
0: It, we can still be mentally exhausted and physically without sleep. Sure. But when I was grinding it and actually doing the the work. When I was getting paid, I was so happy because I didn't know any better. That's true. And and money wasn't a problem because I never had. There wasn't an option of any. Yeah, there was no option of money, so I just enjoyed the art.
1: I agree with you. That's that's so true. But yeah, we were we were grinding. We had nothing. We were not getting paid. We're doing these shows and like we would have a CD or a demo. We'd be selling them to the line. You know, I I had the whole pitch down. I had like a little headphone set, and it's like, you guys like Fallout Boy, and they're like, no, we (laughs) like like hard stuff, like no effects or something. We'd be like you're going to love our stuff. And it was otherwise, you know, we'd be like, you like no effects. You're like, no, we like pop music. Like fallout boy. We'd be like, you're going to love our perfect. Stuff. I have just perfect. the band for you. And we would like sell CDs for five bucks to get to the next city. And that's just Would people buy them. They would. Yeah. yeah, they would. I mean, people were generous. I don't know if that still is a thing, but I mean that hustle, like all of the guys in our band and our touring crew came from that world. So we all kind of have that mentality. And I, you know, we have an amazing team around us now. We've got amazing connections at Country Radio and we have amazing fans. But I try to still keep that mentality with what I do. You know, here in Nashville, it's like people are like, why are you doing so many things or writing all these songs or replying to fans on social media and stuff? But it's just what, I, what I'm used to, what I came up on. And it's, I mean, now we've got more of a platform. There are more fans that will come to the shows, you know, without me begging them to come to the shows. But I try to keep that same mentality. If I work as hard as I did when I was building stages at Warp Tour we're going to have a lot of success, you know?
0: You know, there's a parallel that I see between, we were talking about Kip, between Kip and you and Shay, Mm -hmm. in that you have very passionate fans. Oh, yeah. And you guys grind the road
1: hard. hard.
0: Harder than people give you credit for, but you know what? You're not looking for credit. No. So, it's a weird thing to say that people don't give you credit for it because you're not looking for the credit. Sure. But you guys, just from knowing what it's like to tour, because I do a little myself, combined, and seeing you guys all out, you're on the road a lot. More than the normal yeah. country act.
1: Yeah, we are. We did, I think, 173 shows last year. which And just you know, to compare, paper, most people yeah, just do weekends. Yeah. Most, like, the bigger acts will do 85 shows a year. then that's a big touring year. But, and we try to... I, I'm, you know, we're with CAA, our agency, and when we met for the first time, I was like, I come from the, you know, the world of Warp Tour where you're playing five, six nights a week. Like, I, I, now I like the country thing. I like doing three nights and then coming back to Nashville and resetting the gears. But we were like, let's just tour like a rock band. Let's go out and do. We don't need to just play Friday and Saturday night. We can play a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. If you're playing clubs or House of Blues or whatever it is, like, we were grinding, playing every night. We're still doing that. I mean, we would go. Even when we're on tour, we're on tour at the flats this summer, but we're booking our own headlining dates in between because our fans are passionate, man. They're, They're diehard, yeah. and They they want to see the full set, and you know, there's opportunity, obviously, business wise, to go do those shows. But it's good for us too to be in those cities playing for those fans, not just okay, we're gonna play the major cities. You need to, I mean, that's think about country. There are country music fans everywhere, so you're not just playing New York and Boston, or you know. Big major cities. You're playing all over the place, and sometimes those shows are even crazier because the fans, you know, in the middle of nowhere, are like no one ever comes here. This is the best. game. Yeah, I get that too. Year, I so. enjoy going to places where
0: th- they're not huge circles on the map with a big city because people are yeah. so much more appreciative. And I may not sell yes, as many tickets,
1: exactly. But the,
0: yeah. the, the the great thing about what I do, so in the the radio, most radio people don't do things outside of the radio show, right? I do, and I think one of the greatest things I get from it is getting to have a dose of reality. Sure. And actually seeing and meeting people, because I do it every – unless I'm sick. I've only ever not done it two or three shows, ever. Right. Unless I'm sick or something has went wrong. Yep. I always go and – the theaters get mad at me for doing it, but I go and talk to people, meet people, because – that is important to me to, to stay grounded. I can be in a
1: room Absolutely. and just
0: talk to my friends, and it goes over the airwaves, but I will lose what's really happening totally in the world. Yeah, Me being able to go out and see people as much as I do resets me back to normalcy.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's it gets awesome. me out of the we bubble. The and for thing. you
0: guys, too, you get out of Nashville, you see what's really happening, yep. not what's in this stupid bubble of, well, what's the coolest thing that's happening? Right,
1: right. It is a bubble. And I mean, where I grew up was a bubble, too. It wasn't until I moved out and started touring it was like i thought everything was perfect it was awesome but it's not always like that and you see the way like certain people live and that's why we try to when we're on stage even if there's like technical difficulties if the venue sucks or whatever it is like give 110% because even like if there's 5 people there those 5 people don't care that there's not 6 people there that was a hard
0: thing for me to do but yeah. you're
1: absolutely right you have to yeah. give your all to those people because like and and it it's even more impactful than when you play for 20,000 people in an arena because those people they feel special, and like I remember being a kid going to shows, and if an artist got up there and phoned it in because the show wasn't sold out, it's like, you know what, I'm, I don't know if I love that artist, but if we go out there and play like, you know, in front of five people, like we're playing in front of a big festival crowd, it's it's going to go a long way. We've always had that mentality, so it's
0: it, that took me a while, and I somebody wrote a book, Charlie Daniels wrote a book, said uh, don't look at the the empty seats, the empty seats, un- the empty seats. yeah. yeah. And that's something over the past couple of years that I've really appreciated is putting forth the effort when it when it feels like you should be down, like oh For man, sure. this didn't sell out. But again, nobody. Know. I went to watch Adam Carolla. Here's an example. Yeah. Mike D and I went to watch Adam Carolla, and in Nashville, and, yeah, at t pack cool. and the place was half full. And yeah. I was and I was looking around, like wow, this place is half full. I kind of feel, but nobody there was looking behind them at any nope. single seat. No, nope. and it. Again, going to shows yep. reset me on how to do
1: shows. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you also, you know, on the other, on the flip side of that, you will go to shows and see artists who do notice those empty seats and are complaining. You could tell they're just cutting the set short and doing whatever. And you're like, "That's the guy I don't want to be." So, yeah, and
0: I, I was early that guy, but now I'm the exact opposite. That's awesome, and man. I appreciate it because. And I went to a John Mayer show in Minneapolis, and I went through the meet and greet line. Yep, not as later later I I hung out I was cool later but he was on the show at the beginning I I was listening I wanted to go through a meet and greet line to see what it's like to go through a meet and greet line because where I am now I get a lot of things right because of my position people say hey don't worry about it and I've known John Mayer for a bit we've probably had 10 instances together yep so I don't know him know him but professionally right we know each other and now we actually follow each other on social media and stuff. so maybe we'd recognize he'd recognize me I'd recognize him I'd be like what up so but I went through the meet and greet line And it was forty-five minutes or so, and I sat and I just talked to people, and it just gave me a new respect for even people that come to the meeting. Totally, man. It was
1: just—it was—it's really good for me to do stuff like that. It blows my mind. We were just in Europe. We were in Europe in December, and it's like we came a long way. We're like really far from where Shay grew up in Arkansas, where I grew up in Pennsylvania, where we live now in Nashville. We're an ocean away, and there are people who like canceled their plans booked flights, whatever it is to come see us play. That it, it kinda of blows my mind. Like, and doesn't it make
0: you feel a little guilty? It, it does. To me it does. i, I'm I feel like, like why I cheated would they the come see
1: me? I wouldn't go see me. I wouldn't go see me yeah, either. Exactly. And I'm
0: so grateful to people that do, but I almost want to apologize before the show. Yep. And say, Oh, you just spent maybe you don't
1: know, thirty bucks. Totally. Thirty
0: five bucks and oh, I hope I do good
1: yeah yeah exactly I feel like we have we're so lucky our fans are probably all listening right now but we've got fans our friend Kayla she's like our biggest fan she's so good to us so loyal we played the halftime show at the Steelers game the other day and she her and her friend like took a flight or drove and came all the way to the game to see us play two and a half songs like die hard but last night her and a bunch of other fans of ours started gifting like people not just buying our song on iTunes they were like the guys are in the top 10 on all genres we should see if we can get them to number one literally we're just with their credit card in the thing gifting our song to like anybody who DM them on Twitter probably spending $100 like gifting the same song over and over on. that's amazing and I felt I had a message I was like look so nice of you you can stop like I want to go to number one too but like you're just like too kind and I feel guilty that's
0: yeah, you feel like I, I do. Anyway, I feel like man, I'm just not worthy of this.
1: I feel the same. And way. And I
0: hope I never don't feel that way. If that makes sense, for sure. Because I don't ever want to take it for granted.
1: Neither do I. That's a good thing about being in a duo. If we ever, if one of us ever is like starting to get a little bit taking it for granted, it's like you need to shape up. Like get you know, punch the other guy in the arm. So
0: when you guys finally decided on Dan and Shay, the name, the name. Yeah, like yeah. we're really just gonna. It probably had to be like, well, we couldn't come up with the name, so we're just gonna be Dan totally. and Shay. Yeah, yeah. What was that conversation, and who was the one that said, "Okay, we think it just should be Dan
1: and Shay"? Was it Espo? I don't remember exactly how it happened, but we, our managers, we we work with Scooter Braun, um, you know. Which, obviously.
0: by the way, is funny because I was with Scooter that, what, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and He's Scooter goes, me. "Hold on." And FaceTime's you. He's the king
1: of FaceTiming. While I'm sitting with Scooter Always in Los FaceTiming. Angeles. Yeah. I
0: don't know where you guys were. You were, dri- you were driving, though.
1: Oh, well, we were on the bus, I think. Or was I at home? I yeah. don't know.
0: Well, whatever. I remember it. Yeah. So Scooter's part of the, hey, we're going to name you guys Dan and Shay?
1: Yeah. He was part of that. He was like, you guys are like recognizable by your names. Because we had met with Scooter. We'd flown out. We've had like insane experiences at Scooter's place. Like
0: Scooter, by the way, is Justin Bieber, Kanye. Carly Kloss. Usher. Uh, uh, manager. Like yeah. Monster.
1: Ariana Grande. Right. Everybody. And we would like go out and jam with Justin Bieber and Selena. We'd be playing guitar and singing and doing all this stuff. And like crazy, like these nights that you see in, you know, at HBO series, like crazy stuff. And, uh, he was always just like, everybody knows you guys as Dan and Shay. It's cool. Like for the branding. And instead of having some band name that you have to reinvent some new moniker, it's like, why not just go by your names? Then people will know you guys and do whatever. And we're like, we don't have any other ideas. Sure, let's go with it. And then I got with my buddy Pete Tracy. Pete Tracy also moved to Nashville with me when I moved here. He's from Pittsburgh and like he was on the dark time, the dark train with us for a long time, but he's he's crushing it now. He's he did Did you see Jillian's new video, Jillian Jacqueline?
0: I did. Yeah, for reasons. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I I took t- like t- t- her Anderson. out for 3 months. She opened for yeah. uh she's fantastic. I put her in the, my class of 2017. Yep, I saw that. And took her out for three months that she opened for us and Brandon Ray's opened it for me I just like I just love the new artists man I'm yeah. fascinated with talent you're
1: such a big part of their careers though and breaking them I mean they're, they get to a certain level I mean because of the exposure that you give them so Who I was stoked the... on Jillian whenever you did that because I've known Jillian since Andy and I moved. oh together. we
0: talked about this at the Hall of Fame because you guys came up to my radio Hall of Fame yep. you did uh, yeah. Shay didn't
1: it was just, uh, did we you... were both there Shay, Shay just <laughs> checked out yeah he, he was he was physically there okay yeah, yeah he was rocking
0: so you and I were talking at a bar in Chicago. Yep. And it was, if I'm stepping out of turn, tell me. But you took Devin and Jillian both to a label.
1: Yeah. Right? Is yeah, it, it's Warner Brothers. You took them, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I played a, I played Devin's music for our buddy who's now, he's not at Warner Brothers anymore. And
0: Wait, Devin's uh, not at Warner Brothers anymore? No,
1: Devin's at Warner okay. Brothers, but our buddy who was uh, head of promo over there and played it for him and a bunch of people on the label and, you know... Oh, I have a great relationship with John ball and talent too. I'm trying, Look man. At this I'm guy. trying. They're, Cause they're both fantastic. Yeah. They're but awesome.
0: You, are you close to De- Are you closer to Devin though, than you and another artist? Like what's yeah, that, Devin's that, what's one that of friends. Devin
1: sang the first dance at my wedding. He's great. Like I, I believe in Devin so much. That's another talk about a guy who's passionate about his art. Devin his, Dawson, by the way. Yeah. His yeah. record's coming out this week. So, I, I mean, he is just, he, he's an amazing songwriter. We met first. We were just, we were writing songs together and, um, I was just like, this guy's prolific. Like his words are insane. His voice, his voice to me when I first heard him, I he was playing at the basement, not the basement East, but the regular, the small basement. You know, like
0: your, the, the, the basement in your house. Yeah, the, ba- yeah, the <laughs> he basement. He was playing my at, my, at the basement. No, basement
1: is... I don't even have a basement, but uh, he was playing at the basement, and we had written that day, and I told my wife Abby, I was like, yo, she's a huge music fan too. She's like R A and R. You know, she knows all all the good artists before I do, and picks our singles and the whole deal. Um, But I was like, you got to go see this guy I wrote with today. Like, he's insane. And we saw him at the basement, and I was like, this guy's a star. Incredible. I mean, his voice has like a soulful, I mean, it's like a Gavin DeGraw kind of sound in his voice. He's got like a raspy kind of thing. I don't know. I just think that guy, and he's got his old branding and the monochromatic vibe and
0: Remember he told you he spit on people. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> when Devin? Playing, yeah, when he was playing that, you know, the punk, the yeah, rock. Yeah, oh, he was in that scene he too. He was like, "Well, I should, we should just spit on people." Yeah, <laughs> from stage.
1: I love Devin. He's he's absolutely incredible. Um We share a love of tequila. He he brings nice tequila bottles over to my house, and we enjoy them. But Jillian is one of my you know oldest friends here in Nashville. We've been writing songs together since that she'd been in that bad house that I was living in. So yeah, ask her about that place. But uh yeah, she's awesome, man, and she's to- she's so cool. She's amazing. She's an amazing songwriter, amazing singer. She's beautiful, uh, has a great attitude. She's been in this town. I, 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 I like find that happens. Like the people who have the most success have been here, like cutting their teeth for a long time. Like everybody and just thinks. Stay at it. People, and people probably think whenever you announced it. her into that class that she was like, oh, this girl just like got it made. Like Bobby's gonna blow her up, whatever she'd been here for a, she'd been here longer than me so she's been here for probably 10 at least 10 years
0: and she's a new artist at the same time exactly right. Well, I mean to we everyone, nominated she's... for
1: new artists at these award shows I'm yeah. like dude I've been at this thing for, but I'll take it it takes you forever
0: know. to be an overnight success it does so okay so you're Dan Plushay, and Dan that had to be a Shay. thing at first because I bet everyone's calling you Dan Plushay.
1: oh my god they still do Oh, do they? This is Dan plus Shea with their first single "19 U Plus Me." It's like, come on, dude! <laughs> but you know what? To
0: be fair, <laughs> yeah, it's it is good. a plus sign. It
1: is, it is. And we had this like, I always am like thinking too many steps in advance. I probably should enjoy the moment a little more. But Pat and I, Pete Tracy, has like been referring to him. Like we had this whole vision for the brand, and you know, we could see like Taylor Swift does the heart things at her shows with her hands. I was like, I want to make our fans. You know, if we ever have, we didn't have any fans at this point. It's like, what if they like put their hands up and made a? It's going to be hard for them to make an ampersand with their hands. So, like,
0: <laughs> let's use the a plus and sign. Yes.
1: Uh, so
0: they to the, do plus signs with their fingers. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We don't really do it as much anymore. Our show is like so full throttle, and you know. Did
0: you used to do that with the plus signs?
1: Every show, if you dig back on our Instagram, I, I should probably bring that back. It's kind of a cool thing. It I'd is a cool like, thing. Yeah. You know, I take a picture of the crowd, which I stole that from Ed Sheeran. He would take pictures of the crowd every single night. You know, like even from when he was playing clubs, and it's cool to watch his progress. Now he's doing five nights at Wembley Stadium but uh, he would always take a picture of the crowd so we would do that and then we would try to do the plus sign thing and we'd be like put your hands up and you'd have to explain it at first kids are like why am I doing it okay I, I see it now but we'd make them uh, put the plus sign up with their fingers and
0: that's a cool picture. thing and nobody does that 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 exact thing yeah. I haven't seen anyone do the plus sign thing
1: So I, I haven't seen anybody I do think it you should anymore. bring it back I might bring it back it's hard, to have, it's hard
0: to have a thing nowadays because yeah. everybody's got a thing totally so it's hard to have a thing when
1: everybody's got a thing yep that's the thing if, if you don't do it's it to do it. it it did like at first it confused a lot of people and our, like some folks at our record label were like we should just change it to the end like this I'm like people will eventually get it and if they're talking about us and they're playing our song so what they're, it's fine it's fine you know it's just one more thing to talk about so yeah we, we had to grind away for a few years with the plus sign thing but there are still a few people Dan Boucher, you know it's like alright we're done here
0: you bring up Abby your wife so but tell me about my story's wrong again. You can just always say, hey, stop talking. So she was working at your label. She was. And yes. you were dating. So she stopped working at the label because she couldn't date you while working at the label. Is that true?
1: Kind of. Yeah. She was, she was working at the label. She was uh, a regional, a promo rep of ours, which is like the toughest job in the entire world. I mean, I,
0: not the entire it, world, but it's a tough job. Yeah, it is. Not the world. Let's not ease the world. up the hyperbole for right, a second yeah, okay, on it, but on. Yes, yes, I'm a dramatic guy. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
1: but in the music industry, I think that is the most difficult job. They, as much as we tour, they're working five or six artists simultaneously, and they're out knocking on radio stations' doors at 6 a.m. saying, "Hey, our Dan and Shea record is looking a little weak, this, you know, right now. Like, we need to get some spins." And it's just, it's like a sales job. It's so tough. And then when a new artist like us comes out. They go on a radio tour, and that's like so grueling. We'd be doing four stations a day, and then you're going out to dinner, and you're hanging with program directors, and it all pays off in the end. It's great. You need to make those relationships, and country radio is very, you know, close knit, and it's a relationship driven. It's so good relationship driven for ways. sure. Yeah, uh, we've had great luck. You know, we, people have been so kind to us, but it's we well, guys are nice though.
0: Yeah, there's nothing super pretentious about you two when you show up in a room, and you yeah. have Shay who's just like you know totally he's a good one to for sure shay is my amy yep because i am when i'm not working i got nothing to say
1: same i'm quiet
0: i prefer to be creative in my own head yeah write it on a computer right here and i'm just not that outward but i can take amy and people will like me
1: oh yeah because
0: amy's awesome and she's so gregarious in a room Yeah, yeah so but you guys are nice to be around
1: Thank you for saying that. Likewise. I Likewise. never disliked
0: you. I don't know if you guys ever got mad at me when I was calling you the Savage Garden of Country Radio. I'll
1: take that, man. Again, people, somebody's talking about us. you got a big audience and people were talking about And you about
0: guys us. came in and sang Savage Garden and crushed it. And I thought, that's when I was like, oh, these guys are better than other people. Because I, awesome. to be on a certain level, I mean, to have a deal, you have to be so good, for really. Because sure. it's a talent of elite talent and the elite of the elite. It's a record deal.
1: And and then there's luck involved, too, because there are a lot of talented people in this town who don't have record deals. Yeah, but I think you can make decisions to change your luck.
0: I'm I'm not a big luck guy, generally. I'm just not a big luck guy. But that being said, I knew you guys would have to be good to have a deal, but when you came in after I would say, oh, these guys sound like the Savage Garden of of Country Radio, and you guys sang, I just remember going, oh, they're different. They're better than everybody. That's awesome. Thank you, man. But you guys weren't around a lot because you were touring all the time, too. But I remember thinking... Oh, they're better than everybody. They're way better than people, and they're not asking for credit, but they're way better than people give them credit for. Thank you for saying. You guys did boys to men, which is how Scooter and I got to know each other. Do you know the story?
1: I don't know the story.
0: Okay, through boys to men. Yes. So you guys came in, and you know, me, I love all formats of music. Of course, I think formats are garbage. By the way, we all
1: do, honestly, and the people who say they don't. All the people out there who say I only listen to certain thing—they're in their truck or their car, bumping every kind of music that anything that makes them feel something—they're they're listening to it.
0: Even the most we won't—I will not mention name—but even the most country of artists yep. that I know, yep, loves all kinds of music, hundred percent. It, it, the artists that people you, yell about, like that's real country. That's it. That person is probably listening to Twenty One Savage right now. Like I hate yeah. to burst bubble, but they got
1: yeah. Yeah, and if you restrict yourself to a certain thing because of its genre lines and say, I can only listen, or you deny yourself from liking a certain thing that you actually like, you're just cheating yourself.
0: I was doing a YouTube video, and I'm doing a lot of projects with Scooter now on the That's television awesome. side. So, um, well, working on multiple ones. But the reason is because of you guys. what well, what happened was, so he's, he manages you guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Him and Jason Owen at Sandbox in town. He you
0: guys came in and we were going back and forth and you guys were playing all these songs out of format and I'm like, Oh, do this one and I was singing along doing this. Yep. and he was like, Wait, you're not the normal country guy. He said, So I started going down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos and saw that you do all kinds of music and you have a, a, a different look about you. And he was like, So I thought I'm gonna keep that guy's name and when something comes up and then he calls and That's awesome. Then that's how we started a business. It was I forgot about this. It was you freaking guys he saw a YouTube video of us singing together. I knew we were good
1: for something. Yeah, I knew we were good. Look for at something.
0: that. Let's so, cool. Let's fast forward because I, I don't know how long we've been talking. I could do five of these. How long we? we okay, let's go to right now. Oh, you and Shay, you are plus each other, you met, had a baby. I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah, we we got all the comments. Dan plus Shay, what does that equal? All that. You be the math.
0: I want to tell you about what's happening right now. And again, people will hear this. Who knows when? But they just put out Dan and Shay put out tequila. And what what's playing over here, Mike? Hold on. I turned it off. I got it. Hot punk. I got it. So, you put out this song, Tequila.
1: tequila
0: it's I doing... It has cut through more than any other song I feel you guys have put out initially.
1: Oh, yeah. Big time.
0: You guys have had some monster hits that have had slow grinds Yeah, that it's taken people a while to get to, either the radio people or the fans. Yep. This has been the biggest song for you guys from the initial
1: pop. It's been incredible. I've, yeah, I've not been shy about sharing the the numbers or whatever on, on the internet but it is incredible. We work so hard on these songs and uh, making the tracks and I, people, I, I think a lot of times don't appreciate what goes into a song. You know, even if somebody's out there criticizing a song and doing whatever, that song had to like start with somebody writing it, right? Maybe on an acoustic guitar, piano, piano and then be demoed and somebody at a label had to be like, yeah, I like that. We should go in the studio and pay for that to be recorded. We should cut that. Then it gets mixed and mastered and then there's a lot of steps that a song goes through Uh, From when it's written to when somebody hears it, and to see this song doing so well, I start tracing those steps back, and it's like I spent a lot of time working on that track. You know, producing the you know the drum loops or whatever, and editing vocals. We do it all at my house, so it's like a lot of time went into that. And I was so nervous before we put it out because it starts with a piano and a vocal, which you know, for the people out there who don't know, is like a little bit risky at country radio or radio in general because it's like. Ballads are tougher to fit into a playlist because they slow down the pace of your radio station. But we just are in this place now, where uh, you know, luckily ballads have worked for Dan and Shay. We've had success on "From the Ground Up," was our biggest song previously, and that's when we'll be
0: look at that, look at is. that,
1: you're a pro. And this one
0: had probably the second biggest from the from the beginning where yeah. I felt it. This was a big one. From it the was beginning. big for us, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, we've been. It's, it's funny because that this song is our biggest hit changed our lives, changed our career. We've been on a whole other level since this song came out. But uh, since Tequila came out, that's the stat comparison. So I'll get emails from Espo or you know whoever from the label, and it says Tequila has sold in the first four days. It was out uh, 32,000 downloads on iTunes versus 15,000 from the ground up. So almost double. An additional stat is that the market in general on track sales is down 50%.
0: Like you're going up while the market's going down. So
1: you you can hypothetically say it's almost double what it is. So it's, if you do that in your head, it's like, this is so impactful. And just to see how that's, how far that song went for us is insane. And this one is, I mean, it's been number one on the country chart, which is incredible, but then there's some heavy hitters in the all genres chart. There's Bruno Mars has filthy out right now, or Justin Justin Timberlake and Bruno has finesse. uh, Imagine dragons thunder. All these songs are in the top 10 on the radio I'd pop, which is an insanely big audience. And tequila for some reason is like the little engine that could, and it's just camped out in the top five or top 10, you know, the last couple weeks. And is I don't know. It's, it's surreal to me to see that happen because it's still so early in the radio, you know, country radio climb. It's, it's a long climb for a new artist.
0: But. It is. And this song could cross over a bit. I don't know. You probably have thought about that. Never said it out loud, but this song could cross over a bit.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, on this round, we, you know, we did face a lot of the haters. I think that was kind of our evolution when we first put out our, you know, the Where It All Began album. We we didn't know what we were doing on that album. That was just demos that we were doing in my living room or whatever on Logic. Uh, and we were just kind of like two guys figuring it out. In the second record, we kind of were reactive a little bit of those people on Twitter or at festivals saying like, you guys are ruining country music with that Myrtle Beach song, the 19 You and Me song, you know, that you guys are so we were like, we should do a little bit more of a country thing. And, yeah, this was the one that ruined country music, I guess. But Oh, yeah, totally
0: ruined the Ruin it. Yeah, but except this, everybody sang this, it
1: every time it came on the radio. You hear this now, and this is like down the middle of yeah. country. But at the time, it was very left to center. Um, but all the artists that break through, Sam Hunt, whenever his stuff came out, was like so pushing boundaries or even Kelsey or anybody who was doing their thing. But now you listen back to that, and you're like, "That sounds like a normal country song, more traditional than some stuff on the radio."
0: And what you just talked about has been done a thousand times. by just my conversation with Garth about this specifically, and I talked. Well, Garth
1: is the pioneer of that.
0: He said they want to run him out of town because yeah. what he was doing was so different than everybody else yep. that he was running country music, oh, yeah. and not to compare Kelsey or you or Sam to Garth because everybody's in their own space. But it's just the same story, even from the biggest people, yeah. where you think, "Oh, well, that's what country is." Like he always was. Just, no, Gar- I sat with Garth, and he said, "They told me that this is not country music. Yeah, I should stop making it
1: for sure." I mean, on this record, we were just we were just like, you know what? We love what we love. We take all our influences. Obviously, we moved here because we want to write country songs. We love country music, but we were just like, we should just record what we know how to record and record great songs, no matter who writes them. Figure that out on our last record. We, you know, we came here as songwriters, but to have a successful artist career, you need to always record the best song, whether you write it or you don't. Adam Hambrick wrote How Not To we heard that demo come in that's a funny story too but that song came in and we didn't write it and we were like you know what this is this is what you heard right here this is Adam no this isn't even the version yeah. I heard it. oh this is oh, this he is. re-recorded it I think this sounds amazing here's the demo
0: you got it look at that here's the work tape i never heard this that's
1: still sounds small. like a hit though you know
0: we bomb. took Adam out with us and he played with Raging Idiots for yeah. four months That's and amazing. so he would play this song and every, every night played, I played had a little
1: bit of you guys in my heart I love it yeah. I love it um,
0: but the but, thing is you talk about artists writing for you you also write for other artists
1: yeah we've had a little bit of luck with that we're, we're still always it's a little bit difficult now that we're doing our own projects because you write you know I, I think I wrote like 94 songs last year or something insane uh, but you always want to like keep the best songs for yourself. You know, our artist career is obviously the most important thing. And then when somebody hears something like that tequila song, uh, I wrote it with Nicole Galleon, who I think you've talked yeah. to her. And yeah. We're, we talked
0: talk today as a matter of fact, yeah. Friends she's brilliant. Go, yeah. She's
1: like one step ahead of everybody else. Um, she wrote
0: right now. She's got female from Keith Urban out there. She's and boy for in, Lee Bryce, which boy, are yeah. like
1: some of the best, most well-written songs on country radio. Uh, and my friend Jordan Reynolds, and uh, what was I talking about writing that song oh yeah we, we wrote that song and it was one of the ones from the ground up. was the same thing where we sat on the demo for a little while we sat on it for like a year before we recorded it and it had circulated to other artists you know publishers and even te- tequila circulated tequila yeah and it circulated and I would get texts from artists and be like dude if you guys aren't cutting that song I'm cutting that like I'm gonna put it on my record and then you're like should I give that song away because you never know what's gonna end up making, that song may never have made our record you know we may have beat it or written something else like I should have gave that away but uh, you know it, it it always finds the right home somehow I don't know it's, or it's
0: the home that it has is just what you know it's true because there could have been songs yeah, that de-
1: listen I'm just not
0: a, I'm just not a, des- a destiny guy yeah I, I, I'm i but you, t- you make your own I do enjoy tequila the song I've never actually tasted tequila the drink but I do enjoy tequila the song thank you yeah. man I
1: appreciate it. I solo the vocals. I put them on the internet. This is them. My wife sings
0: background vocals on this. I saw you post
1: that. I didn't yeah. know that. But yeah. Like the she killed First time ever on the track. I was, we just do all this at my right house. There? Yeah, right there. And that little Justin Bieber thing in the back, I should have pulled up my. I saw Zach Rowell was on here, like soloing out tracks. We'll do that next time. So I just took the tequila thing and it shifted it up 12 cents and it made that little crazy tequila sound. And the thing is, you're such a producer. Like, this
0: is you doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. People don't know that you're that Shay is an excellent. It's, a, it's such a great team. Yeah. Because for the most part, you're the brains that's putting these sounds together in, his, in a lab. And Shay's the one singing sure. his freaking brains out on yeah. stage. With, and, but you're both are doing the other things
1: too. For sure. He's literally the best singer I've ever heard. It's, it's like insane. It's amazing to watch somebody who's like never heard him sing in person watch their reaction
0: oh that's what happened to me when you guys came in the first i was like oh yeah they're the best yeah the game over
1: yep it's insane i still get blown away by it i'm like when i when he's in the studio especially live is there's a lot of great live singers but in the studio is like very vulnerable place and i mean just the timing and the tone and like i look at you know i'll pull up a you know a pitch thing and look at where he is i mean he's like spot on it's it's a gift it really is I mean, it's. And he can wake up in the morning and sing too. It's like, you know, come in on the radio show and sing Boys to Men, which is like, that's a hard song to sing.
0: Yeah, I didn't ask you guys to sing the last time because I was like, you want him to sing? I was like, no. I think they need. They, let, let, let's let them have a little time. Thanks, They're in the middle. Man. You guys have just crushed it so many times. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys.
1: Thank you, man. You, you've you been there since the beginning.
0: So it's been. Uh, kind of, not really, but kind of. Like, I, I was, mean, you've you been were there, there. I didn't know what I was doing when you started.
1: I wish no, I could we have been the guy that was out. like.
0: Dan the best ever. You should trust me. I don't even know what I was talking about. But you
1: know what? I think now we've settled into our places. After the, We're like kind of on the same timeline, and we've settled in, and we just do us. You know, like, you're doing your thing. If there's a few haters out there, so what? They don't have to listen. You do your thing, and we're making the music we want to make, and that's what we did on Tequila. Like, we could have went more country, could have went more pop, but we just did what we knew how to do, and we're like, you know what? Country music is just about great songs and great stories, and that's what we did, and, yeah, it's... Maybe a it. it may be slower than some of the other stuff we've recorded. Yeah, stop
0: explaining yourself, everybody. I I I feel like you've been built defensive because people have been saying, "Oh, you're." Yeah, not.
1: yeah. I'm just being honest, hey, man. I, I, yeah. D-
0: screw it. Don't be defensive. We just did. our don't thing Don't explain it. That's right. We just did our thing. You did and, it and, and it's, it's awesome.
1: Thank you, thank you, man. That's it. Likewise. No, no, I don't care your, about me. I do this. It's true time. though. You're doing your thing. I'm definitely doing my thing. Kelsey Bellarini's album title. Yes. But it's true. I mean, you're doing your thing and. You have a huge following and it's massively successful because you're doing your thing. I want
0: to talk about me, but you got to shake that explanation. You don't Uh, have uh, to explain. Cool. How many number ones do you have as
1: as an artist? Three.
0: Okay. And how many have you written on? Two. So it's funny,
1: though. 19 You and Me was one of our biggest songs, went to number 11 on the chart.
0: That's all that song went to?
1: 11. You know, Keith Urban said to me,
0: I went to, uh, it doesn't matter. I was hanging with Keith Urban. I start name-dropping too much, even I annoy myself. So I start, I'm hanging with Keith Urban, we're talking about songs. Yep. And he's like, like, man, he's like, I don't if it was uh, Stupid Boy or whatever. It yeah. was like, it wasn't even the number one song. And, yep. and it's what people Stupid met. Boy wasn't? I don't remember yeah, which yeah. one it was specifically. It's probably
1: like our favorite song, you know? Yes,
0: and he was like, it wasn't the number one song, but it's the one that people uh, want me to play the most.
1: The fans don't know. They don't care. If they love a song and it hits them like, it makes them feel something, they don't care where it ends up. We In this town, we care. And I, everybody out there I care I want our songs to go to number one obviously of course because
0: you want to eat and yeah. have, when you have kids and it, it and is
1: rewarding I mean it doesn't get any higher than going number one so that's that's a great place except to go number home. one for two weeks listen there's always yeah, yeah. a place You're I'm, right. in a, I'm in a spiral right. of that's You're why I right. go to therapy but uh the fans if it connects like we've had stuff die at 35 on the chart that pop off at our shows. I talked to Thomas Red about this. He, here I go, name drop Oh,
0: Vacation. That, vacation. That to him, get crushed him to the song, didn't do that well at all. Yeah.
1: And he's like, I play it live and people freak out. We were in the back of the bus and he, he was about to go to radio with that song. And he said there was like 11 guys that had hit him up and said, I will never play this song. And he was like, you know what? It's so good at my show. If we can get any visibility on this song, it's going to be even better in the show. So screw it and that, that was awesome that was risky that was a bold move of him and it's I mean we toured with him it goes off at his show yeah
0: he even played it at New Year's Eve and I texted him afterward and I was like dude it was great I don't care what yeah. stupid radio says Yeah, and was, I love radio and I hate radio and I yeah. can be both
1: now radio is in country music is the driving force behind what we do it's like you want to have hits but I mean it would be a lot tougher for Thomas Wright to put out vacation had he not a die happy man you know so for,
0: you know and, and we'll end on this what's frustrating for me is I wish there were a way because people aren't buying music as much right they're streaming it more yep not totally but a large market share is is streaming music I wish there was a legitimate way to see how many people are playing the song because we're not knowing people's algorithms sure. sure I I've said this before Spotify for example I have friends that have 13 million plays on a song right and they can't sell 50 people at a bar it's true and then I have some friends that have 300,000 and they can sell
1: hard tickets it's interesting it's so weird what's the metric you know how do you just they don't tell us yeah
0: they also Apple also doesn't reveal theirs no one reveals theirs but I wish there was some kind of real like this is how I would do it in a perfect world first of all there would be legislation there should be anyway for songwriters
1: Sure, sure
0: but in order to say a song played this much because it's used for data yep it has to actually be played singularly
1: for a certain amount for of time. For a certain amount of time. Sure.
0: We don't know if a song is just on a playlist. If one song gets played on the playlist, everybody gets a, a count of a spin. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows, and it probably doesn't, mm-hmm. but we don't know, and I wish there was a way to quantify that. But since it's all private, right. they don't have to. Right. I just wish there were a way, because it would make my life easier to go, oh, that's what people are really listening to. Sure. Because so with Apple you Music, play. with Spotify, with Tidal, that, you can't look at those numbers, right. because again, they are artists I've never even heard of. That, and I have no problem with people gaming the system, buying YouTube views, buying. That's yeah. just part of the the game. It's of, always going to
1: happen. As soon as they shut it, there's someone else. And I've play. been
0: guilty of it too.
1: Yeah, you you can't fake having tickets in in, Absol- a, van, in that, a place. That's absolutely. the metric.
0: What I've ever used it for when I game the system is to, like, to get uh, guests when I was starting off in Austin. Right. Right. I would do all this stuff to make the show look bigger because people yeah. that didn't know the show would see the number and go, oh, they must be bigger course, than they are. Absolutely. Let them book. It was always for a later but it didn't to the press,
1: too. We'll get a, a hit up for an interview. It's like, this blog gets this many million views or whatever, and we're like, seems like a great opportunity. Let's do it. And it's like,
0: is that real? I don't know. No, Maybe not. Nothing is real. Yeah. And as long as you know nothing is simulation? real. Right now, we might have goggles on, as Shay would say. Stay
1: tuned for part two. Yes.
0: <laughs> so... My point is, I wish there was some sort of thing to look at where there used to actually be record sales. But even then, sure. people would buy bulk records themselves. It
1: was maybe even easier then for just a common common artist to do it. Nothing is real. No, the only crazy, thing that's
0: real are people's faces that come to shows and buy yeah. tickets. That's the only real thing.
1: Now is a great time to be a new artist though, because there's so many platforms to get your music out there. You and you can make music in your bedroom. You can blow up a laptop. We made our first record on my laptop. You
0: know, you can. With technology, I agree. Here's where I disagree. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. There are so many it. new artists because of that. It makes that. your job harder. It makes radio. It makes job even harder. the artist's job harder. Yeah. But it makes the quality better because that many more people are yes. competing. So, as the consumer, it makes it better for us. Exactly. Because what we're getting is the best of the best of the best.
1: It's really good. Yeah. I mean, there are some really good songs on country radio. They're, it, and they're all fighting for that same spot. It is hard to get a song up the chart. And, and the charts it, are stupid. Don't even be sorry about
0: the charts either on radio. But, but I will there's, go.
1: Off. So many songs, that, and they're all great because they're not like, all great. There's some there's that are lot, of
0: big turds. There like, a lot of great songs. Happen? Yes, there are but, a lot of great and, songs. Or
1: if you look on YouTube, you look up so and so's cover of certain song. It's like so many, these kids should all have record deals. They're all great because, or, you know, most of them are great because, I don't know, there's other people that are doing it. There's just like a lot. I don't know. The access is there's so much access. And yeah, it's a little oversaturated when you're an artist and you're like, he's really good too. But for the consumer, you're right. There is so much good stuff. And it's, it's the access for it. You can listen anywhere: Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. I mean,
0: I didn't even mention you know, Amazon. Like, there—that's yes. a
1: huge infrastructure. Yeah,
0: there's a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, tequila's out. What are we looking at? Time frame for a full record?
1: I'm working on it tonight. I was working on it today. So yeah. we're uh, we're in the process right now. We've recorded maybe like ten. We'll probably second do- quarter.
0: Yeah, year. sometime this year,
1: yeah, So middle of the yeah. year. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably sprinkle out a few songs in, in the meantime. But uh, I'm pumped. I'll, when we when we hang up here, I'll play you a few things. Are we on the phone right now?
0: We are. We're on. The oh, phone. I don't are listen. I, I don't listen to songs.
1: You just don't like songs.
0: No, no, no. I I don't listen to songs
1: early. Okay. Even from my friends. Yeah.
0: The only people I will listen to. I early... was with you
1: and Keith Urban sent you a song once. Yeah, you brought you had to listen to that. I... Just, when Keith sends you a song? Come on. You, you, you know, your we phone were... literally blew up and it said Keith on it. And I was like, Keith who? And you're like, you try to play it off, and it was Keith Urban sent a new song or a demo. For
0: me. some reason, he does what? send me new – every time he sends me new songs, like two or three weeks early. He's in a
1: league of his own. though. He's the coolest guy ever. Yeah, he is. When he was on your show and he was playing the mashup of all his hits, I was like, yeah, this, he just wins. He,
0: he, wins. he is – I don't, don't want to gush about him too much, but he is. He's awesome. Yeah. And as a person, even better as an artist
1: – Insane like elevates the game every yeah. single time.
0: And anybody that he works with goes, oh yeah, I used to think somebody was good until Keith got in.
1: It's kind of like humiliating sometimes, you know?
0: So, I don't listen to music because here's why. I hate having to do the, oh yeah, oh, I'm li- yeah, Mm. It's awkward. And if I do listen to music, I do it, and it's so rare. I wouldn't even listen to Stapleton's record. He sent it to me early. Yeah. He's Chris, I'm not going to listen to it because I want to experience it with my people.
1: That's cool. I like that.
0: So, yeah i probably listen to Keats if it was a single over a text but you and I, I as i'm thinking about listening to music we had an early bond over walker hayes too yes because you when i first heard it, i was like oh yeah. and you were like oh you, you texted me like oh yeah it's off the wall listen to halloween
1: yeah we took him on tour and so did so i did you yeah yeah he's prolific too have hey, you wordsmith man yeah that, have you
0: written a song with him before? yes we wrote namaste together oh
1: sick yeah all, he's Brilliant. He's another guy who's like one step ahead of everybody in the room.
0: You just can't catch up, so you just go along for the ride when he yeah. starts using words. Yep. He's, he's a poet.
1: It's insane. And his flow, his jawline, go on, go on and on. Shoulders.
0: Him. Shoulders oh. of a lion. you seen him do pull-ups? Yeah. Next, uh, oh, dude. He, he, is, pull-ups. he is pretty beefy. Yeah, he's, it's insane. Yeah. And he's got – he had all his kids. So we were Amy's. I Amy's. Mike, give me three more minutes and I'll be done.
1: Oh, I'm here all night. Come we, on.
0: We could literally do this three hours and just talk about music. I'm but, good with it. Um we went over to uh, when Amy's kids came in from Haiti. Yep. So some friends came over to Amy's, and it was all just people in our circle. Yeah. Because it was a very personal thing for her. And, totally. But in our circle, there are some artists. Yep. And it was Walker. It was Eric Paslay. It was cool. Steve Mokler. I grew
1: up with Steve Mokler. Really? It's my guy. Yeah. Nice,
0: Who, nicest guy. The best. No, I mean, the, him and Grace, they're so It's so nice. It's
1: the nicest people. So, so nice. another brilliant songwriter and wordsmith. Walker had his kids.
0: Guys. And all yeah. uh, six of them were there. And it was the first time I'd ever seen them all together at one point. And it was I really... Mean, dun, 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 dun. Here's yeah. the story. But they're all... It's,
1: like, and they're it's, all so well-behaved. He he's so
0: fertile. so fertile. He is. <laughs> he's so bu- buff and fertile.
1: Man. He well. was out... We were out on tour with Thomas Rhett and Walker was on the tour as well. And he brought them all out. And they were like... They would all sit down. They would. It was like... They were so well-behaved. They're was, well-mannered. Yeah.
0: He showed up and, and we... Um, if we played a show where we didn't fly, because he opened for me doing stand up, which yep. was the perfect opener because he had so much energy, even by himself. With the loop pedal? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and I said, Oh, you got a new bus, like a small, like Sprinter van. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you got a He goes, No, no, no. That's just our family car. He said, I just drove it. Oh, I mean, Because when you have six kids, you have to have a big automobile. Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. They rented like a church van or something when we were out and he had to drive the kids around. Really?
0: His wife is awesome too.
1: He's a guy that I really root for, man. He uh, obviously loved the music when I heard it online first. That's, I hit you about it. You know, yeah. we talked about Halloween, but getting to know him out on the road, like hearing his story. And when I heard that Craig's, I honestly cried when I heard I did that
0: Craig song. I texted him Kill immediately because I yeah. wouldn't listen to it early. We I'm were wor- crying thinking about it right now. We were kinda. working on my stuff and Walker was producing it because we wrote that song together. And then I said, Walker, will you produce? He's like, I never produce anything. I was like, it doesn't matter. If you have that. Instinct, you have that instinct. Mm-hmm. So we go on, he's producing it. He's like, I want you to hear Craig. Did you do it at the shack? I said, We wrote it at the shack. Oh, yeah, yeah. We produced it at a different place. Cool. But we did write it in the shack. That's and so awesome. then uh, I said, I'm not going to listen to any song w- with you. But then I had it when it came out. Uh, and I bought the record. Yep. And I listened to Craig and I cried. And I don't cry. And I texted him. I said, Dude, I just cried during the song.
1: I was so in. We were in Europe and I was like on the treadmill and I literally heard him start and I had to get off the treadmill and like listen to the words and I broke it was insane. I
0: I played it on the show and I played it twice and I think I went to number seven. I it wasn't even the top two hundred. That's how amazing. that's how not a me thing, that's my listeners. Yeah. It cut through to them so hard so quick.
1: Yeah. You're listen they're smart and they they've picked songs like I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do with this next record is pick songs that make people feel something, make people react. Don't just pick it because it's up-tempo and sounds like, you know, quote-unquote what a hit would sound like. If somebody, if we had a song like Craig and played it for people and they reacted like that, I don't know. I, I hope a guy like Walker Hayes will take chances and put songs like that out as his singles because, like, he can change the game with that. Yeah, he can.
0: Well, we're going to wrap. This has been one of the longer ones in the history because... Time had no measurement as we were talking. That's right. It was like one of those first dates. We've known each other a while, but one of those first dates where time just goes by and you all of a sudden you look up at six AM and the sun's coming up. I still need to hear the Colby Kelly yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Next time. Yep, we got it. Next time. Okay, Dan Smiles from Dan and Shea. We learned which I wanted to know a lot of pre Dan and Shea. Oh, you yeah. can find all the Dan and Shea stuff online. You just Google it and Yep. I didn't know a lot I didn't know you played running back in high school. I didn't know you played college football. I didn't there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know didn't you learn. were stealing from the man. Apologize for that. Yeah, apologize. Never. I'll get him back. All right. Thank you very much. What episode is this? 98 with uh, Dan Smyers. Thank you very much for listening to the Bobcast. And uh, Daniel Bradbury should be in a couple days, right? A few days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had to postpone that one because of the ice. Uh, so that'll be the next one up. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye. This festival and concert season will be... All about the boots, and Tecova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecova's has first-wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecova's.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tecovis.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.